us look to the word of God, Isaiah 40, 27 to 31. O Jacob, how can you say the Lord does not see your troubles? O Israel, how can you say God ignores your rights? Have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Father God, we thank you for your word here this morning. And we thank you that, Lord, you are a big God and that nothing is impossible with God. And so, Lord, for the needs that would be represented here in our church and for those that would be watching us online, Lord, we just bring those needs to you today. And just, Lord, we, we realize and declare that, Lord, you are able to meet every need. Whether, Lord, it's a, a sickness issue, whether it's a financial issue, Lord, whether it's a relationship issue, whatever it might be, uh, Lord, you are able to intervene in our lives and bring about and turn around things for your honor and for your glory. And so, Lord, I just lift up people that are struggling today, Lord, are facing a difficulty today or are suffering from sickness or disease or from COVID. And we just pray healing, uh, Lord, over your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I want to remind you of a truth today that Christians, all Christians need to hear, and that our God is, that our God is big enough and powerful enough to meet all of our needs and to meet all the needs of our world. Now, sometimes we, we go through times in our lives where Faith gets challenged. Faith gets tested. And uh, most of us don't welcome those times. They're, mo- they're not the most, you know, big things that we look forward to happen in our lives. They're unwelcome events, but sometimes they're necessary to help us to grow in our faith and to increase our faith. Now, unfortunately, in those times, we can face that challenge where we sometimes get discouraged. Uh, sometimes we get disillusioned. Sometimes we get weary. Or sometimes you might even lose faith. We can start questioning God, doubting God, lowering our expectations of faith, our expectations of God. And it really is a temptation that all of us can face at different points of our lives. And right now I'm seeing a lot of Christians that are struggling in this area about how big is their God. And I don't want you to go through such times without reminding you what God's Word has to say. It's so important that we always go back to the Bible to see and be reminded of what God's Word has to say. There are many things that you will face, many things that we're seeing in our nation right now, many things that we're seeing in our world, and, you know, a lot of people are discouraged, a lot of Christians are discouraged, and they're kind of thinking, well, is there any hope? Well, just get reading the Bible again. And as you read that Bible, it reminds you of good things and what God can do. And so we have that question here, have you heard? Have you heard what the Bible says? Have you heard what God is saying to us? And certainly as Christians, we need to be students and readers of the Word of God, the Bible. It's a huge help in our times of trouble and uncertainty. There are beautiful apps that we have uh, today that, uh, like the, the U, uh, U version is a great app. I really enjoy that one personally. Uh, it, it has devotions in there, messages in there. 
It has all the different translations of Scripture in there. So it's a really good one. But there, we need to read the Bible. We need to keep getting into the Bible to remind ourselves of all the things that we have heard about our God. Because in the Bible, you'll find all the answers that you need. And especially as we see our world going through a lot of uncertain times, we need to be looking to the Word of God, standing on the promises of God. Now, as Isaiah writes these words, the people of Israel were going through some troubling times, kind of got the best of them. And instead of having faith in God, they started complaining against God over their troubles and over their difficulties, over the unfairness of it all. And they were really struggling in this whole area. And it was extending to a long period of time where it was causing weariness. They were tired. uh, They were losing hope. uh, They had no strength. Uh, They were worn out. And as they got in that place, they started blaming God for the situation and started complaining to God about it and kind of wondering, well, God, why aren't you doing something about it? It's kind of interesting how that we go through trials in our lives and we kind of switch them around to say, God, why aren't you doing something? When maybe we need to be saying, why aren't you doing something about the situation that you're in? But anyway, here they are. They accuse God of not seeing their trouble. They accuse God that, God, you're ignoring us. And they're questioning God. God, why are you so silent during this time of this trials and all these things that we're going through? And that can be us at times as well. When we go through difficult times, we can sometimes you know, inquire of God and say, God, where are you? God, God, aren't you listening? God, aren't you seeing what's happening in our world and going on in this place? Like, God, don't you see all the troubles that are going on? Don't you see the, the persecution of Christians? Don't you see all this COVID that is happening in our world? And we kind of go in all those kinds of things and, and, and complain to God and talk to God and, and wonder, God, are you even paying attention? Well, that's what these Israelites were doing. They were kind of telling God, God, are you even paying attention? Do you even recognize what's going on here? Do you, do you see the trials and the struggles uh, that we're going through? And, and, and for all of us, you know, there's lots of things that we go through as well. There's Sometimes there's a sickness issue. Sometimes it's a financial issue. Sometimes relational. Sometimes our, our marriages. Uh, sometimes it's treatment, uh, mistreatment, or sometimes tragedies, deaths. And, you know, that list can go on and on and on. And if we're not careful, we can kind of find ourselves in that same place as the Israelites where we're starting to say, God, like, where are you? Are you paying attention to what's going on in my life or what's going on in our world? And that's a question, you know, a lot of people are asking that today. I think there's a lot of, and I'm talking about Christians here, where a lot of Christians are asking, God, are you paying attention to what's going on in our world today. And it's not a bad thing to ask, but we've got to be careful that we don't allow some of these other feelings to arise within us that you know, begin to question God or begin to uh, lack faith in God or begin to uh, cause us to walk away from God. And I do want to remind you that as all these things were coming against God, He's not surprised by that. So, you know, if you're hearing a lot of that yourself or maybe you're one of those as well, you've been complaining to God, it doesn't really shock God, but he does have an answer. And we hear an answer right here. He tells us that in Isaiah 40:28. He says, 
Have you never heard? Have you not heard? Have you never understood? Do you, do you not really understand who I am? And I believe God is asking that of our world today and asking that of Christians today because there's really a lot of accusations are kind of coming against God right now that, you know, where are you, God? What are you doing? Uh, is there hope today? And God's response back to that is, have you not heard? Have you forgotten so quickly what I have done for you? Have you forgotten so quickly what God's Word says and who your God is? Have you failed to understand how big your God is and how able your God is, that He is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ask or think or even imagine? Some of us think that we're at the place in our world right now that, you know, Canada is doomed. Our world is doomed. Like, it's over, man. There is no hope for this nation. There's no hope for what's going on in our world. And God's answer to that is that, have you not heard? Have you not listened to what I've been saying? Have you not been listening to the very words that I've been speaking to you? We are hearing a lot in these days here, will there ever be an end to COVID? We hear that a lot. Going across the nation, lots of variations across the nation. Our national debt is so big that we're already saying our children and our children and our children's children, our great-grandchildren, man, they're still not going to see this debt met. They don't stand a chance. Our, Our younger generation, we see they're struggling with faith. We're seeing churches that are closing. We're seeing persecution arising, the taking away of our rights and and and, you know, we're, we're kind of dismissing it all and just saying, you know, there's not much hope for our world. There's not much hope for these little kids that were up here. But that's not what God's saying. That's not what God's saying. And so God is reminding Israel, and I believe he's reminding us today in this passage, to hear once again, to experience once again the true God. God is not finished with us. God is not finished with our province. God is not finished with our nation God is not finished with our world. He is a big God, and he's wanting to remind us as listeners today that he is still able to accomplish big and great and awesome things. Have you not heard who your God is? And that's what I want to remind you of today, of who your God is. And as we do that this morning, we of course, we look to the Scriptures here. And I hope that they will help you to Rise above maybe the circumstances that have been affecting you. With all the media that is out there right now just like pounding on you. And it's not, a good, it's not good news. There's no good news out there right now, it seems. But there is good news. God is still speaking and God is trying to get our attention. And he's telling our world right now and all the Christians out there, have you not heard? Have you not heard who I am and what I am able to do? And so that's what we want to look at here this morning and encourage you to have hope and to have faith for your future. Now, first of all, to increase our faith, God wants to remind us to think about the attributes of God and who He really is. And He starts by reminding us that He is the everlasting God. Isaiah 40, 28. The Lord is the everlasting God. He's an eternal God with no beginning or end. He existed before time began and lives forever. He is not affected by time. He's not limited by time or space. He constantly keeps eternity in view. And his perspective obviously is different than our perspective because he has an eternal perspective and view. 
He is a God who eternally watches over his people here on earth. And also as we go into heaven, he still continues to watch over us for all time and for all eternity. He is the right God to trust in for salvation. He is the right God to trust in for eternal life as he is the eternal God. He's also the God to trust in our future because he already knows how the future is going to work out. We don't see that, but he does. And so God isn't panicking at this time about the future because God knows the future. He knows things that we don't know. He also wants to remind us here as well that, you know, to, and to stir up our faith that he is the creator. The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. Verse again, verse 28. He created the universe. He created our world. He created the animals and the birds and the creatures of the, of the oceans. He created all things, including us as human beings. Nothing exists that he did not create. So God knows us. He made us. He knows us better than we know ourselves. He's not re surprised by the responses of the human race. He created us, and our trust needs to be in him. Another reminder is that our God is, a God, is the almighty, the all-powerful one, that no one is stronger than him. He is able to do great and amazing things, and the Bible is filled with story after story after story of all the great and wonderful and supernatural things that God has done. And we see throughout the Bible when there were times where there seemed to be no hope. What are they going to do? I think of the Israelites when they came to the Red Sea and the Egyptian army was all around. There was nowhere to go. There was no hope. But as they looked to the Lord, there is hope when you always look to God. And God parted the Red Sea that they could cross on dry ground. Amazing. And that's what we need to be reminded of. God's a big God. He can do things that are totally supernatural, totally amazing, that will surprise us all, and that, you know, in the natural, they just couldn't have. But God still is on the throne. And he's a strong God. He's a mighty God. He's the champion. He's the mightiest of all. And he's so strong that he never grows tired. He never grows weak or weary. He can always respond to whatever need may arise. That's what the rest of that verse says. He never grows weak and he never grows weary. He's not like us. He, he doesn't grow faint. He, he doesn't get touched by weakness because of you know, lack of food or, or nourishment or lack of rest or sickness or if we're overworked. You know, we grow weary from many things, but God doesn't. God never grows weary. Or God doesn't have weakness. He never grows tired. He never gets exhausted because he's the God of all power and there's no one stronger or mightier than he. And if that's not, not enough, God also wants us to know that he's all-knowing. Isaiah 40, 28, no one can measure the depths of his understanding. He knows all things, sees all things. Nothing is hidden from his view. He knows what is going on in our world far greater than what we do. We sometimes think because, you know, we have all this media today available at our fingertips that we know everything that's going on in our world. No, we don't. But God does. He knows everything. He knows behind those secret meetings and those secret doors. He knows all those things. And he knows what's going on in our world, our nation, our cities, our homes. He knows what's going on behind the scenes. You don't surprise God. He's the all-knowing God. He knows about all things and all things that go on in our lives and all things that go on 
in our world. The Bible says he's above human understanding and comprehension. He's greater than our thoughts. He's greater than our imaginations. He's greater than the, all the wisdom of the world. He's greater than all our understanding. And that's how big our God is. And that's what God wants to remind us of. Listen, I'm, I'm that God. Have you forgotten who I am? As we look at all the things that we're facing in our world and our nation right now, have you forgotten who your God is? Because I believe God's asking us that. He's asking us, where's your faith? Where's your faith? Have you forgotten who I am and what I can do? Have you been, you know, discouraged? And have you been convinced by the world that, you know, this is it, you know, nothing good is going to happen anymore, like this is going to be a dull, dull world, a terrible world? Are you going to believe what the world is saying or are you going to believe in a God who says, I can change and do anything? I can turn things around in a moment's notice. That's how big he is. And he's wanting us to look to him because God can't be limited by the things that limit us. So God is far greater uh, than us. He's far greater than anything of this world. There is hope because our God is awesome and mighty and there is nothing that is too hard or too difficult for him. And that's repeated in Scripture that, you know, often in our own minds we kind of come to that conclusion that, you know, I... I guess nothing else can be done, and so we give up. And God's reminded us, listen, I'm the God that nothing is too difficult. Nothing is too hard. Maybe in your mind you've come to that place where you convince yourself that God can't do it anymore, and God's saying, yes, I can. I am the Almighty. Now, the prophet Jeremiah, he also encouraged Israel to believe this way and pray this way as well, understanding that Nothing is too hard or difficult for God. Psalm, uh, sorry, Jeremiah 32, 17 says, O sovereign Lord, you made the heavens and the earth by your strong hand and powerful arm. Nothing is too hard for you. And so I think God wants to kind of say to us today, stop selling me short. Stop telling the world that and giving up on what God can do or not do in our world today. God is a big, big God. And he is able to intervene in our world. He's able to intervene in our politics. He's able to intervene in the wars that are happening uh, around our world. He is a big God, and he is able to do great things. Don't sell God short. Because a lot of people are giving up on God, giving up on the next generation, giving up on our world. But he's a big God. He's a big God. And I, and I realize that we're all affected by the natural. We all, you know, I am too. I, I look at things in the natural and I can, I can come to con a logical conclusion that things don't look good. But God, but God, but God, God makes a difference and he can make the difference. And God is telling us, think of my attributes. I'm reminding you today to think of who I am. And don't sell me short. Because I'm a big God and I can do some great things. I believe there's some great things about to happen to our world that are going to surprise the whole world. It's going to surprise us, but it's also going to surprise the world. God is not finished with us yet. God is not finished with this world yet. And he's reminding us today, don't sell him short. Because he's a big God. He can do big things. And then a second major point to think upon in this passage of Scripture that will increase your faith is to think about what can God do for us? 
Remember that God can make up for our inabilities. Just because we might think it's impossible in our own natural abilities doesn't mean that it can't happen. Because God's the one that imparts strength to us. He's the one that imparts power to us. And all things are possible with God. The Bible says he gives power, verse 29, to the weak. God empowers us for the task that is needed. Even when we feel we're weak and we have no strength and, well, I, I can't do nothing. You know, sometimes that's the best place that God waits for us to get at. Because God says, I've been waiting for you to get out of the way so that I can do what I want to do. And so sometimes we need to get to that place. You know, we stop what we're doing and we just allow God to be God and let him to do it. And when, you know, we get that place where sometimes we just feel, well, I, I can't do nothing and I'm no longer in control. I, I don't have any strength. Left. I just can't do it. And, and we decide that I'm going to give up. Sometimes people do that with their lives. They, they face so many hurdles in their life and hardships in their life that they just figure, you know what? I think it's a whole lot easier just to take my life. And God is saying, no, no, there's hope in him. I will give you strength. I, I will grant you power in your time when you need it. I will grant you power to believe, power to stand, power to live, power that will enable you to face your difficulties and that will strengthen you even physically that you might overcome. God wants you to be an overcomer. That's who he's called us to be. We're to be overcomers, not people that give up, but people that press in. When we are weak, he is strong and he is able to empower us where often we're surprised by that power that rises up in us through God. He's also the God who gives us strength, power and strength. Verse 29, he gives power to the weak, strength to the powerless. So when you get to that place that maybe you feel there's absolutely nothing you can do anymore, it's not always a bad place to be because God promises, I'm going to give power to the weak. I'm going to give strength to the powerless. That's when God can, it's an opportunity for God to show who he is, an opportunity for God to show even you personally in your own life, in your own circumstance of who he is and what he can do in your life. So when you're weak and you're weary, you're exhausted from trials and circumstances that have come your way, God can give you his strength. Even when in the natural it's not there, you have nothing left to give, God can give you strength. In the natural, all of us get tired. We all get weary. The Bible says even young people and children, they get tired. The younger generation may be the most uh, fit for athletic competition like we see in the Olympics. But even with all their training, they still get tired and weary. And they can even fall in exhaustion. You saw that in the Olympics. Some of those that they just fell, they were totally exhausted. We all can get worn down in the natural. We all can have times where we reach that point of exhaustion in our life and we can be prone to uh, respond in an unchristian way or we can fail in some way or fall in some way. But the God that we serve is able to empower us and strengthen us, even in supernatural ways. Even when you're weak, worn out, you're done. You figure, I'm out of the race. It's over. He can pick us up and help us finish that race. I always like watching that in the Olympics where there's usually always someone that trips, stumbles, or falls, and yet they get back up and they start running again 
and they finish the race. And some even actually win the race. God knows our weaknesses. God knows our limits better than we do ourselves, and he's available to intervene in our lives, giving us a supernatural dose of power and strength. But for the believer, there's an extra promise here. It says, for those who trust in God, those who will wait in God, those who will look to God, there is a promise here of extra strength and and, uh, power in our lives. Isaiah 40, 31. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Those that have a confidence in their God, those that are going to trust in God, those that are going to look to God for help, waiting on Him will indeed experience a strength that will be above natural strength. It's like an exchange takes place where you're exchanging your strength for God's strength. And as you do, you become stronger in an unusual uh, strength in the face of adversity that will often surprise you. And God likes to surprise us. You know, I think of that song, I'm trading my sorrows. You know, I'm trading my sickness. I'm trading my pain. For what? For the joy of the Lord. Well, that's what you're doing with that strength. When you wait on the Lord, your strength, you get to exchange it for His strength. Totally different. It'll help you to rise above. It'll help you to soar far above your situation and your circumstance, just like that eagle that reaches into the high, into the skies, and in those uh, different air currents. It just kind of floats up there. There's no effort that's really required. And that's what God is saying to you. I will bring you to a place and place you so high above that circumstance, but just like you're floating on air. It's not going to be so hard. It's not going to be because it's going to be a strength that comes from Him. It's not your strength, but His strength. It's really like a, a fresh wind. I don't know if any of you have ever participated in sports or, or, or uh, especially into running and have come to that place. Sometimes you can come to a place where you're, you're kind of feeling exhausted and you're kind of running out of air. And then suddenly, they call it the second wind. You get a second wind. It really is an amazing thing. That's happened to me a few times in, in those kinds of competitions when you're running that I kind of thought, man, I, I, I started out to you know, do a nice finish too quick, and I'm just out of air. I need more oxygen. Then suddenly like a second wind comes, and you get all the air that you need, and boom, you just uh, take off. Well, that's what God does. He's kind of saying, I want to give your second wind. Some of you have been going through a, a pretty difficult time, and, and you're kind of thinking, I, I'm there like, I can't even, I'm grasping for air, Pastor. I, I can't even breathe. And God is saying, I'm ready to give you your second wind. I, I'm ready to take you up to a higher plane where you're going to rise above that circumstance and that situation. Yes, it won't be able to be explained in the natural because it's going to be a supernatural strength that I will give to you. And that's what God can do. That's what God can do. Uh, he can make difficult things become easy. He can make your stamina grow where you no longer feel that you're weary or or that you're not going to faint anymore because of the journey that you're going through. And if you stumbled before, if you made mistakes before, maybe you failed God before, maybe that's your past. Well, let me tell you something. It's your past. It's not your future. Don't think that your past is going to determine that future. 
God has something greater for you. God has something bigger for you. God is going to give you the strength to rise above any failure, any fall that you might have ha- happened to you, to become the child of God that he's called you to be. He can restore our walk with him, the place where we can start running again. And this time, there will be no weakness. There will be no weariness. You're not going to fall again like you did in your past. God's, God's going to give you a new strength to rise above that. And that's what God can do for each and every one of us. Strength will rise as we wait upon the Lord. Our God is able to empower and strengthen us again. Even if you've fallen, even if you've gone away from God, God is able to touch you again and restore you, give you a new strength to finish that race. And I really believe that God is calling on Christians that maybe you've been discouraged in your faith. Maybe you've even got to that place where you've fallen your faith. Or maybe you've been hurt. Or maybe you've just kind of been, life has been so difficult and hard that you just really feel that you have no strength to do anything anymore. And God's ready to give you a fresh impartation. Second wind of power and strength to finish the race. That's what God likes to do. He likes to give us power, even though we may have made a mistake or maybe even have fallen. I think of the disciples during the crucifixion of Christ. Here they were all trained with Jesus, been with Jesus. They saw the miracles, but, man, when it it came to death, came to their very lives, they, they scattered. They took off. Their dreams were crushed until they realized that Jesus had risen. And it's interesting that when Jesus talks to them again, he tells them something. And he tells them, I want you to wait in Jerusalem because I'm going to give you something. I'm going to give you some new power uh, to touch your lives. And we see that in Acts 1.8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you're going to be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere, Jerusalem through Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. And where fear and weakness and lack of boldness had affected them before, that's no longer seen in them. Now we see that they're ready to die for Jesus. And most of them did. Most of them were killed for their faith. They died for their faith. But there was a new power that came into their lives. And that's what God is wanting to give to us, that when we go through trials and tribulations and circumstances, some, sometimes beyond our control, God is saying, I want to give you a new power. I want to touch you again with a fresh touch, a fresh wind, that you're going to rise up and you're going to do far greater in the last part of your life than what you've done through all the years before. That's what he does. He wants to give us a new strength today, wanting to touch us today with a fresh impartation of strength and power. That's what God likes to do. That's what he promises to do. If you wait on him, if you look to him, if you place your faith in him, he says, I'm going to give you a new strength. I'm going to give you new power. You're going to rise above the circumstances of the trials that you have been facing, and you're going to finish the race, and you're going to finish it well. And that's what God desires to do this morning. So, friends, I really believe that God is reminding us as Christians today. He's still God. And I think that's a message our nation needs to hear, too, that, man, as you drive across and you talk to people across the nation, there's a lot of worry out there. There's fear out there, uncertainties out there. There's anger out there, all kinds of different things. And people are very willing to talk to you no matter what province you might be in, uh, very quick to talk to you. And all these things that we're facing in our world today and uh, 
terrible things uh, happening in Afghanistan and all those kinds of things. And a lot of it might seem impossible. What are we going to do? What's going to happen? You need to realize none of this is surprising God. Don't give up on God. Don't count God out. Because I really believe a lot of Christians have done that. We've kind of, not on purpose, but we, we start agreeing with all of the things the media is saying and uh, all the things that the world is saying. And, and we kind of put God that, you know, he, he's not really big enough to intervene in all this stuff anymore. You know, I, I think he's just going to come again and take the Zeta here and, and not do nothing. No, God's saying, you've forgotten. Have you not heard who I am? Have you not heard who I am? I am the living God. I am the Lord God Almighty. There is nothing that is too hard or too difficult for me. And I believe he wants us as Christians to remind us of who he is, that he is still able to do things that will totally amaze us and totally surprise us. I believe we're in for some great surprises in God. He is a big God. He's able to do big things. He is able to do impossible things. So don't give up on him because God's not finished. He's not finished. He's not finished with you and your life. You've not reached the end of your life. There's still more for you from God. God is not finished with this church. There's still more for this church. The gates of hell will not prevail. God still has more for this church. There's, God still has more for this province. God still has more for this nation. God still has more for our world. He's not finished yet. He's not finished. He's the famous one. He's the one that's still on the throne. And he's still able to do far more than what we can think, ask, or imagine. Have you not heard? Have you not heard who he is? Let me read you that portion of Scripture again. Have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak, strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired, and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. God is reminding you of who he is. Whatever your situation is, whatever your circumstances, I'm not trying to belittle your situation or, or say that your situation, you know, is, is not important. Yes, it is. Every situation that we go through as individuals is important. It's important to God. But I, realize, I also realize that God is also telling us, don't allow that situation to determine what you believe in about your God because he's far greater, he's far bigger. I, I think of Isaiah 59.1, it says, Listen, the Lord's arm is not too weak to save you, nor is his ear too deaf to hear your call. So God's listening. God sees you. God sees your circumstance. And he's telling you he's big enough strong enough, able enough to see you through that you might be that overcomer and that you might rise above the situation that you're going through. Don't rule out God's intervention. I really feel that so strongly that even as we're driving across the nation that don't rule out God here. 
I know what you see in the natural. I, I struggle with that as well. I, I look at the natural and I see things that are happening and a lot of things are not too good. But I keep hearing his voice saying, don't count me out. Don't count me out. I'm a big God. I'm a big God. I know what's going on in the world. I know. I'm a big God and I'm able to intervene. I'm able to do the impossible. There's nothing too hard. There's nothing too difficult. Don't sell me short. I'm a big God. And I would say that to you this morning, whatever situation you're going through in your life, whatever circumstances affecting you, don't sell out God. Don't think, I guess this is it. No, He's a big God. He's a big God. And He's able to do big things. He's more than able to meet your need. And as we close here this morning, we're gonna, the team is going to come back up and, and they're going to sing that song, or How Great is our God, because we need to be reminded of who our God is. He's a big God, not a little God. Don't sell him short, because he's still able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ask or think. He can do miracles far greater than what you've ever thought could take place. And I believe we're in a season where we're going to start seeing more and more miracles. I'm believing for more miracles. I'm asking for more miracles. As we were driving across the nation, we were... Uh, reading a book on healing and we kind of use that as our devotional book each day we'd read a chapter or Judy would read the chapter I was driving and uh, just encourage faith in us to believe for healing for miracles lots of miracles needed today lots of healings that need to take place today God's big enough God's big enough